0: Since the Sandbox fans, we're back with the positional ranking series. We just ran through the cornerbacks, fresh out of the North End. Today we're talking about the hog Mollies, the Trenches. We're here talking and highlighting the tackles, guards, and centers in the NFL. And It was tough, man. There was a lot of names, and I know when it comes to the offensive line, you know, it, it's always such an easy thing to, to toss out the big name guys, right? Mm-hmm. But... At ten, I wanted to show some love for somebody that I feel like didn't get as much recognition as he should, especially with the the shoes he had to fill. And I'm gonna come here and I'm gonna shout out Tyler Smith at uh, the Dallas Cowboys, the tackle that they drafted. Look, Tyron Smith was supposed to be their left tackle that you know it is locked and solidified as one of the best in the NFL, right? But this dude came in here, he was on the right side, he was on the left side, wherever they had to go. They had to sprinkle in a little bit of Jason Peters, a name from the past, on that Dallas line. But this dude here is no joke, absolutely one of the better young tackles in the NFL. And, you know, I don't have too many guys with the experience that he has, you know, just being a couple years in the league. So, gotta show love here at 10. And 9, Joel Batonio one of the consistent standstills when it comes to the offensive line and you know this dude was was with the browns and absolutely you know continued what he did for Nick Chubb, right? Nick Chubb, one one of the most best consistent backs, you know, for the first half of the season this past year, and that absolutely showed and continued, and that offensive line, you know, was always such a huge asset to the Cleveland Browns, and we'll see what's going to happen next year. They actually have a quarterback. We saw what happened, you know, with the development and Mari Cooper, you know, on that team, and and Joku actually seemed like he could play ball, so it's like, holy shit, like, you know what I mean? Like, this dude could play, so that definitely, you know, had to highlight Petonio here at eight. You know, this was a name that might not have gotten as much love and recognition because the Bucs sucked this year. And you could probably go to both sides of the line in Donovan Smith or Tristan Wurst, but I'm going to narrow down here and I'm going to go Tristan Wurst. I think the young guy was a huge asset to Tampa Bay when it came down to competing and winning the Super Bowl. And, and absolutely think that he's still one of the be- better standstill right tackles in the NFL. And Probably would be a better left tackle, you know, on a lot of other teams if they didn't have Donovan Smith on the other side. So Tristan Wirfs, I mean, I know that running game for the Bucks wasn't there this year, but the passing game, you know, especially with Brady dropping back and throwing close to 30, 45 balls a game, that pass blocking definitely had to be elite. At 7, this could be a little bit low, but I also know, you know, he missed some time throughout the year. One of the standstills in the offensive line in, Probably a mold at that right tackle position, but this is where we're going. Big Dick Lane, Lane Johnson here at seven. So I know that that's a little low. That's I peaked a little bit. I know the rules no peaking, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the Eagles The Eagles definitely had, you know, a powerful offense, and a lot of that, you know, w- was because of their specialist and their, their assets at the wide receiver and running back position. Jalen Hurts, you know, an MVP candidate, but... Without an offensive line of Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey. God, Jordan Maulata. Doesn't he have a voice too? He could sing a little oh bit, right? Oh my god, dude. <laughs> the best I've ever heard. The best I've ever heard. That's it's right. magical. <laughs> you know, that that offensive line full of characters, Landon Dickerson, also there. So, on 6th, this is a name that a lot of people might not know about. But, you know, you were talking about Al Jair this year. You are talking about Cordell Patterson. And, Marcus Mariota, I mean, he got he got kind of put put the brakes on a little bit midway through the year, but that offense, you know, they were they were better than what people thought they were going to earn. A lot of that's cuz of God Chris Lynch, I mean, I know it's tough for gods to actually get love and recognition, especially when you're talking about, you know, some of the top in the league. I mean, I made this list, and I don't have Zach Martin or Quentin Nelson on here. So I know I know that could be a little bit of a ball drop, but both of those guys that with injuries this year, and both of those more of the cold side, uh, they really struggled running the ball and, and protecting the passer. But Zach Martin probably could have been a name on this list, but I think Tyler Smith deserved a little bit more recognition over there. But Chris Lindstrom, you know, making the holes for that running game in Atlanta, and definitely, you know, a bright spot on that offensive line. I mean, I feel like this is the first name I actually know on the Falcons' offensive line since Jake Matthews was drafted there. Seriously.
1: Yeah, that's a great pick, and I did not put Chris Lindstrom in here. He probably, <laughs> like, he's he in there. Like, he probably should be in there, right? He did such a good year, but uh, just taking a moment to go to the Colts, I also don't have Quentin Nelson, right? He, yeah
0: prior to the year. I'm...
1: Sorry, Lou. Sorry, Lou. Sorry, <laughs> but prior to the year, like, we had expectations, right? Like, I thought they were going to be a top five offensive line unit in the NFL.
0: This was a team that was supposed to be a contender. Matt Ryan going there and everything was supposed to work better than it did with Phillip Rivers. This dude, Philip Rivers, could have stayed there for another year, had another kid, and probably could have won more games. <laughs> the worst game of the
1: year was watching the Colts play the Broncos. And I think I watched, I forget, like, left tackle's name. I watched him get penalized like 15 times, yeah. and I'm sitting there. like I stopped watching the football game, and I went upstairs to go play Madden because <laughs> that was better. Than then watching the football, yeah. Oh, my God. That Shit. was an awful, awful this That's how you know, man. <laughs> I know. I'm going to go with uh, at number 10, one of the couple of Eagles players I have up here, Jordan Mailata. Talked about him a little bit. Uh-huh. Great singing voices we mentioned, but he also just had a, had a tremendous year. That Eagles O-line is just a menace this year. Yep. Uh, number nine, let's give the G-men some respect.
0: That's right. right. A little low, but it's a little a, low. I will it take is it. a little low, but <laughs> Andrew
1: Thomas had a great step up this year. I'd expect that. And I know Evan Neal had a little bit of a tough end to the season. He did. I fully expect that with a full training camp, being healthy having his second year in the league and and knowing and the help of Andrew Thomas he's going to step that up I think you're going to see those two tackles really solidify a lot of help so. for the Giants going forward so Hope so number eight the anchor of the Browns in my opinion it's, yeah. it's Joel Batonio yeah if we can confirm
0: he's Italian <laughs> is number one yeah
1: at, <laughs> at number seven I'm going with the second year
0: player beast out of Detroit Panay Suwal. wow yeah Penny Sual, I definitely should have definitely should have had him more in contention on this list I mean it's tough when it comes down to, you know, the right tackle, left tackle. Obviously, you know, they were missing. They had some injuries on, on that line, but definitely, you know, one of the running games that deserved more love this year than they've gotten in the past. I mean, this dude, Jamal Williams, literally had 17 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's not forget that an offensive line is a large part of that. So, obviously, you know, we were hoping and expecting DeAndre Swift to take the career leap that we were thinking. But might be on my bust list next year. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You're going to have to tune in to find That's out. That's right. That's, That's right. <laughs> number
1: six. It's questionable that he's on the list. I've given Uncle Tony too much crap, so I had to slide him in. Saw some love, yeah. <laughs> but he's at six, and it's Ronnie Staley. <laughs> he only played 11 games this year, got back from a big injury, but he let up one sack in 298 passing attempts. It's crazy. That's a ridiculous number. Yeah. And you're talking about a team, yes, I know they run the ball a lot, but you're talking about a team that – was lamarless for almost half the year
0: and also a team that goes against Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt twice a year. Yep. So, like, we can't forget that. And look at the Bengals' defense. I mean, this was a team that literally Hubbard lost the AFC Championship. Yep. And Hendrickson, you know, he's really been balling out. I mean, coming from the Saints, I never thought that he was going to have the impact that he actually would. But mm-hmm. it is nice to see. And, you know, Ronnie Stanley, if he had more games under his belt this year and was a little bit more healthy, definitely would have been a name on this list. You know, year in and year out, he's always a name that's in contention. Definitely for sure. So
1: Tony, you can you can rest easy. We got a raven
0: in here. Yeah. I, I think I Tuan think got a thing with with the Ravens in the number six. I so know, man. so we'll, we'll see. You know when it comes down to the quarterbacks, if Lamar's gonna crack this list or not, Uncle Tony. I know. It's the, <laughs> hey, it's a good question.
1: You're gonna have to find out because he didn't play much this year. We'll see. We will. see. That's right,
0: guys. Before we get into the top five, make sure you're going to stay tuned to the rest of the Census Sandbox content. Also, go to Census Sandbox slash Shop to get your Census Sandbox hoodie. Oh, show that off, Tuan. Show oh my that God. off. up. telling much you love your Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You like your sweatshirt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Awesome. Love that. That's yeah, there sweatshirt. we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's glued it's on. It's You're up. sleeping with it. That's what's up. That's a <laughs> We love that. <laughs> All right, coming back into the offensive line rankings here at five. This dude set the mold at the center position last year in – you know there weren't a lot of bright spots on that offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs last year. They went and got Orlando Brown. They went and got Tooney, your guy. But we got Creed Humphrey here. Let's let's not forget the the best center in in, in the land right now, and and that's this guy. Actually, I can't even say that because I have a center above him. So uh, we'll we'll take that. We'll take that. Back. <laughs> we'll take that back. Yeah. But but Creed Humphrey, great great pickup here for the Chiefs in, in a, a name that we expect on this list year in and year out. F four. Show some love to to Big. Actually, it it shows some love to No Love Drew. That's his Instagram handle. But uh, Andrew Thomas here for the New York Giants. I mean, being able to have a premier left tackle that's under the age of 25 and, you know, is is just about to come off of his first contract. I mean,. Mm -hmm. This is very exciting. This is something that the Giants should have established years and years ago. I mean, I don't know when it got lost in translation after 2007 or 2011 that depth in the trenches isn't needed because it absolutely is, and that's how you win games year in and year out. Andrew Thomas is going to help mold Evan Neal, and I can't wait to see, you know, what the Giants do this offseason to continue Mm -hmm. um, to build on what we have. And yeah, it's going to be tough to pay a running back, you know, north of $10 million and Daniel Jones north of $30 million, but these guys deserve it. And hopefully, you know, with the spending spree, we can hang on to Julian Love too. At three, this is where I have the best center in the lands and also one of the best podcast co-hosts that, that I watch, uh, Jason Kelsey here for the the Kelsey podcast, him and his brother. But this dude watching the Giants game firsthand, you know, through the playoffs and just being able to highlight, you know, the Eagles a lot on prime time this year. I mean, this dude was, was pancakes galore at, at the interior offensive line. So, got to show mad love to Jason Kelsey. This is the dude that's been doing it 13, 14 years and... You know, just seems to continuously get better, and if he wins a Super Bowl, you know, it's definitely something that I would consider he'd think about his retirement, but I hope to see, you know, his personality and playmaking skills in the offensive line, in the trenches continue for years to come. At two, this is someone that isn't as talked about, especially when it comes down to the offensive line, but this dude's a young tackle and definitely making his name in the NFL, this is where I have Christian Darsar. So that Vikings offensive line, you know, definitely was was complementing, you know, the passing game, having Justin Jefferson lead the league in receiving yards this year and probably in receptions too, if he's not in that in that category yet. But uh, Christian Darasar is a bright spot for the Vikings offensive line, and you know, a big part of the reason why Dalvin Cook, you know, has rushed for five straight thousand-yard seasons, and at one. I feel like there's a large gap between this guy and every other offensive lineman in the NFL. It's Big Trent, Trent Williams. I mean... We know his story. We know his impact for the 49ers. And we also saw him toss a Philadelphia Eagle last week. And that was tremendous to see, even though I knew that they were going to lose that game. I saw after he did that and the Dominican came looking for him. But I don't think, he want that I don't, smoke, I don't think you want that smoke. Yeah.
1: Man. I don't think that smoke, man. What's he going to do, step on his ankle? That's right. I know, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> legit. But, but Trent Williams, absolutely, you know, one of the mold's. For the past decade at the tackle position, it's really sad to see, you know, what Washington really did, you know, with with all that injury problems and, and everything like that. But Trent Williams, I mean, I can't wait to see this dude in a gold jacket. Plain and simple. I'm gonna start it off with I'm a jerk for uh, not putting Darius in here.
1: That was just a, <laughs> that was just a, that's just a fail on so my. So you're part. taking off one of the so Eagles me, for that? So <laughs> let me hear it. So let me hear it, everybody. I miss Darius. I'm sorry. Oh man, that's that's a that's a tough loss for me. And you're going to be really mad when I tell you who number five is. Going you know, to a new team this year, played great in prior years, had a good year this year, especially being with a new team and a yep. different kind of offense. Yeah, Turn Armstead.
0: That's right, and it's very different for him too because he was a left tackle, and for the Saints, and left tackle was always you know traditional Blindside. to block the blind side. But even though we saw you know a lot of Skyler Thompson and, and Teddy Bridgewater, like and it would be traditionally for them. He's the right tackle for Tua ta- uh, Tagovailoa, so so you could definitely see you know Toronto Armstead's, you know impact and you know dating back to to my ultimate team days you know three four years ago. I mean th- this was someone this was someone's card that I was always waiting to get you know at a discount because he was always such a value at the tackle oh position. Oh, God, absolute beast,
1: absolute, and it's a completely different offense too, right? It's like yeah, for when sure.
0: you're and he was
1: you know he was there with Drew Brees. Yep. They're passing the ball a lot, but it's not necessarily like, yes, he throws a lot of checkdowns and stuff, but there are plays designed to go down the field. Whereas for a lot of the plays that Mike McDaniel called for Tua, they're quick hitters. Yeah. Right? And they're they just hitters. went for
0: big yards, you yep. know, yak
1: yards. Exactly. So and he's got to kind of make that adjustment and it's a brand new team too, brand new head coach. You got to be in there. And I mean, people talked about Tua as a really good quarterback this year, which prior to the season, nobody was. Yeah. Part of the reason he's getting the protection he needs. You're right. And the insane receivers he has.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he still definitely needs more protection with all the injury that, that he's had this year. But I also feel like more of that's more on, you know, freak
1: accidents and the way that those hits kind of happen rather than a poor offensive line. And playing him on a Thursday night after he had a concussion on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Legit. Stupid. I know. Two is legit Stupid. Legit been in Cancun since week 12. <laughs> Dude, no, seriously. Dude, it's, it's
1: so sad to see. I just hope everything works out with him because yeah. he's just like... Because that's I mean, the best. Like, you don't want to see that for anybody, dude. He goes out cold. Yeah. His fingers, like the whole thing, that was scary. Right. But-
0: no, it was. And, and especially, you know, we we heard about tanking in basketball, you know, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. They, I feel like Tua was the introduction in the NFL for, like, the tank for Tua, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, and then it was right after that, tank for Lawrence, for the Jags and, yep. and, and shit. So always feel like, you know, you have to respect that because that's just kind of, you know, the greatness that he exemplified at Al- Alabama and, you know, just the flashes that we got this year.
1: Yeah, 100%. So jumping over, we're going to throw a center in here. I think this is the first center I had. It's Jason Kelsey. Okay. I do that? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's been an absolute beast this year. I mean, pancaking left and right. And then you got to also look at the fact that the QB sneak for the Eagles was the most effective I've ever seen it. It was. Who's the guy in the middle? It's Jason Kelsey pushing everybody forward, helping control that. He's a huge, huge piece to what they've been able to do, and the way the Eagles run the ball. Just spoiler, there's another one on this list. It's not at number three. I'm gonna go Corey Lindsley, even though he missed a couple games this year. When that guy plays, like
0: he's legit. I think he's the best center in
1: the league. Yeah, he's an absolute freak. He's he's so good. Again, another pancake machine, and he's. I mean, to help a quarterback like Justin Herbert, you need that chemistry, and Corey Lindsley's been able to build it.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going on in L.A., man. Either all those plays for the Chargers, you know, are too busy going out at night or they get to switch up, you know, the medical staff or something. But every single year, it's a damn shame to see all the talent that the Chargers have, mm-hmm. and they just continue to fall short, like – you're wasting Justin Herbert's prime. Like you see, yep. you see guys like Burrow on a rookie contract. You see guys like Hertz that are still, you know, playing for the bare minimum right now. That are getting their teams to these conference championship games in the Super Bowl. I mean, I know that's the mold, and it's going to be different for some teams. You also see, you know, teams like the Chiefs winning with Patrick Mahomes making fifty million a year, but just feel like you know he's an exclusion for for that type I think of it's a conversation. A Staley thing, man,
1: I think we're on the. I think it's a Staley thing. Yeah. He's got to get a hold of his players or his team, make them want to win, or you got to do something different there because you have all the talent. You're just not getting there.
0: Yeah, I will say I like the Kellen Moore edition. I do like that. it's a great edition. But he also came from Dallas, and Dallas Dallas and the Chargers are probably the same thing. That's probably the AFC version of the Chargers, of the Cowboys.
1: For me, the difference with the Cowboys, it's more like everybody's got to say yes to Jerry. Yeah. Whereas, like, for the Chargers, it's like Brandon Staley's just kind of a pushover.
0: Yeah, I feel that. Is that...
1: I Coming feel at that. you, Staley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number two? Man, you're going to hate me, but it's just recency bias. Trent, uh, Trent, Trent Williams at two. <laughs> debatably one of the best tackles of all time. Yeah. And I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Yeah. like He's just been incredible throughout his entire career. It's a shame to see right, what happened in Washington, but the way he's picked it up on the Niners, like, he's the anchor. He is. Like, he's just the best tackle we've seen. But at one, Lane Johnson. Now, this is probably high but he let up zero snacks. S- snacks. Zero. <laughs> zero? He he is a snack, but he let up zero sacks and 551 pass attempts. Oh, man. He is playing at an elite level right now against Nick Bosa,
0: injured. Yeah. I promise you guys Lane Johnson ain't skipping on the snacks. <laughs> he's not skipping <laughs> on the snacks, He's a big boy. But but no, that it was a great point and I saw something after the NFC championship game. It was like Nick Bosa can be a depoy all you want, but Hassan Reddick has three and a half sacks, these this amount of pressures, this amount of hurries, and Nick Bosa literally didn't have any of that against Lane Johnson playing with, you know, kind of like a torn quad or something that he's dealing with at, at the hips. So absolutely tremendous to see him tough it out in. You know it's tough because like this is a guy I respect. Jason Kelsey is a yeah. guy I respect. It's just so I can't I can't root for the Eagles, man. I really can't. I, I know. Like, I I, 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 know. I honestly rather see see Mahomes win than than hurts and and hurts is my fantasy quarterback this year. So it's just like ah. And as know? a
1: Pats fan, we can't see the Chiefs win, man. Yeah. I just don't want it.
0: Fuck right. you, Twan. I know. I know. <laughs> so we're on a
1: little bit different side of the spectrum.
0: Well, guys, make sure you check out what our thoughts are on the Super Bowl are. Uh, Uh, We got the Meet the People series episode. We'll be talking about the the Super Bowl with with Chef Anthony Pino and also our Super Bowl preview with Boston Rapper Jokes. Make sure you guys stay tuned to the positional ranking series and Steve's Top 25 coming up right after the series is over. Peace, love, five-star.